Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Ginger King of Grace Kingdom Beauty, a cosmetic chemist and beauty business builder. Hey, Ginger, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, so welcome. Can you just expand a bit more on that and let everyone at home know, you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love to work with? Sure. Uh, I am a cosmetic chemist based in New Jersey. So what I've been doing is helping beauty professionals to have their own beauty brand from concept to launch, including formulation. And Super. I love to help people who uh, who wants to be in beauty but don't know how. I have actually three tiers of services that can help them. So where do people, where are they when they come to you? Where are they with their needs traditionally? when your new clients find you? Uh, 90% of my clients are actually from referrals and they can be dermatologists. They can be people who's loving beauty and have investors, like want to you know help to invest in their business. Because if you truly want to do customized beauty products from concept to launch, it's not inexpensive. You know, it can take anywhere from $50,000 all the way up to $200,000, Okay. And what and what do they get from working with you? What's the end goal that they're all seeking? Of course, they'll have their products in retail. And when they come to work with me, the first thing I ask them is, where do you want to sell your products? Of course, a lot of people are going to say on my own website, that is easy. But if you need to start with an end in mind, if you're going to go into Sephora today versus if you want to go to Target, your strategy is different. Your price point is different. So I will kind of put together your basic uh, blueprint for you. I actually also help you with your mission, your vision, your proprietary complex that will reflect your brand DNA. And then uh, I help you with uh, what kind of packaging you should be having, the products, price point, as well as the distribution. And when you work with me, you can also own your formula, which is very important because if you don't own your formula, it's just like you are a marketing arm. Once you have your own formula, you can take the formula anywhere and you're Mm -hmm. more investable by investors as well. Nice. So what you're saying there, it's the same within within most business. If you don't know where you're going, you ain't going to get there. So you having to reverse engineer their their vision, where do you want to be selling it? Where are your products going to be? What? And then you plan out and map out specifically the routes to take them there. 
Absolutely, yes. Start with an end in mind. Love that. Perfect. So, hey, Ginger, how how did you get into this line of work to start with? I actually been very passionate about beauty and know I'm going to be in this uh, field when I was 16. I was actually born into beauty. I came from Taiwan and my mom was the very first woman brushy said the boutique to Taiwan in the 60s. At the time, I didn't really feel uh, the realize the influence on me until I came to America. And in the beginning, I wanted to become a makeup artist because I see the dramatic change in how a person can be perceived with or without makeup. Mm. However, because I'm Asian, it's like you're expected to get at least a master's degree or a PhD, right? So it's like, fine, I'll major in chemistry. I'll learn how to make cosmetics. So that's how everything started. And I've been in this beauty industry for over 30 years now. Nice. So you did what you were told you had to do, get the qualifications, the paper that you needed or that other people thought you needed so that you could then start to build your your own empire. Yes. So what was the route through to your own business? Did you go straight into your own business or is this something that's that's you worked up over time? Uh, it's at, I I know I want to be in beauty, but going into the consulting, going into my own business is actually a little bit accidental because ever since I got my first job was um, in a contract manufacturing setting. And then I also went to uh, retail retail management and uh, raw material space. And when I was in the cosmetic raw material space, I met a client of mine. She wanted to start her own beauty business. And mm. I was like, okay, I'm a cosmetic chemist. I know raw materials and you are a marketer and you know packaging. So why don't we join force? So I started having a brand with her. However, you know, starting a brand takes a lot of capital. So I started doing consulting on the side and consulting actually eventually becomes my main gig. Nice. So rather than building your own product, it was, I, I love this part of it. I've enjoyed the how to build a business, what to do, how to find the clarity. This is, that sort of became, you sort of fell into that passion, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Nice. I love the way some businesses just come about by accident. We kind of, we think we go in one direction and then realize, hold on, I kind of enjoy this bit. So was was that tough for you to make that shift or was it really easy? Like, no, I love this, so I'm doing this. Oh, it's actually pretty easy because when you do consulting, you're not really only doing one thing. You do everything and you have to know everything. Just like I always tell people, when you go look for a cosmetic chemist to help you, make sure this cosmetic chemist have a consumer benefits in mind. Because there is a type of chemist, yes, I can give you innovation. But if your innovation doesn't really get repeat sales, it's really just a museum piece. So, you know, you really need to have someone who has like a well-rounded experience to be called a consultant. Nice. So not innovate for the sake of innovation, but to innovate for the consumer, the longevity of the product and the standout in your market. Absolutely. Yes. Nice. Awesome. So, I mean, we were talking offline earlier about, you know, the, the, the education and what you've been through and all these, the, the courses, all the experts that you've surrounded yourself with. Um, the one thing you said there was um, it's, we were chatting about the, the real world application of this. It's all good and well having all this, um, learning and information, but it's about how you apply it to your business. So 
what were the most important things for you along the way to learn from and to grow from? And how easy was it to put it into practice? Well, the most important thing is the business is about people. And if you don't have people, you're never going to grow. So you need people in your business and you need people to buy your service as well. And actually, when it comes to buying your service, it's, it's not really about selling, it's about servicing. Because if you are not um, buying my service, I cannot service you. And I know when you work with me, you're going to have a magical experience. And on the other hand, I need people to help me scale because I'm only one person. So if I can have somebody else to take something off my plate, I can focus doing what I do the best, which is formulation. And I can actually have even more business. Nice. So how long have you been sort of wearing all the hats in your business? Because it's so easy for us solopreneurs to be you know, doing everything and we can justify that we love it all or why we can't take that step. But um, yeah, how has that been for you? Well, I have been doing this for actually 10 years in consulting. Oh. I never really feel the need to hire somebody just because I enjoy what I do. I always say I get paid to play. But then I also need to consider how am I going to exit because everybody exits no matter how much you love your business. So I really need to put together an exit strategy on you know, what am I taking my business to. So mm. this is the reason why I really need to start building uh, the business, not in terms of I don't have my client base, but building the business in terms of how am I going to exit? What's next for me? Yeah, I'm, I'm back to what you said earlier on the on the on the podcast, it's all about with the, the end in mind. So asking your clients, where do you want to sell your product? And we went backwards from there. From you, it sounds like you were building a business by, uh, by, by luck and you fell into it and found the right way. And now it's the time where it's like, no, pause, stop. Where am I going? I need to find out what that end thing is. So for you, what is that? Where is that goal? Or are you still working this out? Uh, well, I've been doing consulting for 10 years, but in 2020, I also launched my own brand. I do that for two purposes. One is it's a way for me to exit because having my own brand, you know, then I can sell to multinationals. Mm -hmm. And also because I've been helping people to build their brand from concept to launch, including formulation. A lot of clients ask me, can you also help me after you make the products for me? Because after launch is actually more important than just the product alone. You you don't your products won't go anywhere if you don't know how to sell. Mm. So I kind of like I want to walk my talk. You know, if I'm gonna be able to help people after they launch the brand with me, I need to do it myself. <laughs> nice. I love you can see that in other people's business. So from from you, the business owner, what's what's been your biggest stresses in your business right now what keeps you up at night uh well because right now i'm still one person that i need to do daytime i need to actually do prospecting to keep the sales pipe flow coming so mm -hmm. at night i actually do a lot of work so i'm like really like working 24 7 <laughs> so if I have some help, then I can probably prioritize my time better. I won't say I won't I will be working less just because it's in the DNA. You know, as entrepreneur, you don't really have a day off. The weekends are for the week. But 
at least I can have the opportunity to scale the company. Mm-hmm. So, what do you love about the life as an entrepreneur? It sounds like you you understand that there's so much, so much work that goes into it. Um, is that what you truly want? Is that is that the business that you 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 want to keep on working with? Well, it can be scary because it's a roller coaster. And it's like a coming to cycles, you know, sometimes it can do very, very well. And sometimes it's like, you, you'll be like a self-doubting, like, is this really what I wanted? But, you know, at the end of the day, high risk, high reward. And you do get the freedom feeling, you know, it's like, I design my own schedule, even though it doesn't mean I can sleep in, you know, but I, it's, I control my own destiny. So I can have my my reality match my potential and that's what everybody is going for what is success success is having your reality matches your true potential so where is how is your business going to grow this year you said you're you're now on the verge of bringing more people in where are your first hires my first hires is actually for sales well i i had somebody uh, helping me uh part-time doing sales mm-hmm but um, I kind of want to foster that a little bit even more. So I'll be doing a little bit more social media marketing. As mentioned before, 90% of my business actually come from um, referrals. So I need to do a little bit else like um, to complement that. Yeah, because referrals are great. And as, as Ben says, we can hide behind the fact that referrals are amazing. Yes, they are. They are amazing. However, they are not sustainable. There's no control there. So I guess as you grow your business, you need a more structural process of bringing in new clients, repeat clients, rather than relying, fingers crossed, hoping that referrals keep going, right? All right, yes. So I'll be doing a little bit more uh, advertising and social media. Mm-hmm. of help yeah nice awesome so as you, for you the business owner how has this journey been for hiring because hiring can be daunting it's your baby that you've been growing for the last 10 years sounds like you've you put an awful lot of time and work so many hours that transition it's it's a tough thing to be going through so what what are the biggest challenges that, that you feel that you can share with other entrepreneurs who are maybe a few steps behind you well, you need to have your mission and vision for your company and you need to set out your core values. And uh, whoever you hire needs to align with your core values. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're, you put down like accountability, results, innovation, transparency, alignment, those are the core values. And you use the core values to uh, interview whoever you are uh, going to be hiring and also use them the core values uh, as your KPI, key performance indicator to see if you're going to be keeping this person or not. Mm. So what, what's the most important thing that you're looking for? Apart from aligning with your values, what is it that, you, that you're really looking for that will make these first key hires essential in your growth? Of course, uh, the technical competency. I'm doing social. I'm hiring social media person right now. Of course, you need to know how to do uh Facebook ads. You need to know how to do um campaigns for Instagram, TikTok, all those things. And on the soft skill level, is how teachable are you? Because everybody can come in and say, you know, I have like ten years experience, fifteen years experience. 
But if you cannot work with me, then we'll be butting heads. Then it won't be pretty, right? And it's just like John Maxwell, the law of the lids. You know, you can never really hire somebody higher than you because then people will not be working for you. This is the reason why I constantly build up myself to reach the lid. So I can also coach whoever comes to me. And of course, in the beginning, it will take a little bit longer. But if this person has the right attitude, if the person is coachable, then it will be a good hire. Mm. So how do you keep yourself topped up? Because obviously with the long hours that you spend, lots of pressure on yourself as a business owner and bringing in now employees to, to train and to take some tasks off you. What do you do to keep yourself working at optimum capability um, or is have, it is it an ongoing challenge i have my weekly schedules of you know the type of zoom calls i must go on i mean i, I have like the zoom calls every monday night every wednesday afternoon every thursday so all those zoom calls are preparing for business mastery and i never stop learning okay and what do these calls help you with specifically uh, the business concepts, um, how should I be thinking? Because I don't know what I don't know. And uh, those calls kind of helping me to see where I should be focusing on. And also, uh, the, one of the calls is actually about uh, public relations and communications. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you reach out to uh, media people? And I've been on TV quite a lot, like at least once a month talking about beauty. Mm -hmm. So the reason why media is important is because if people don't know you, they won't follow you. So getting attention is important. Otherwise, people would not know what greatness you have to offer. Nice. And so let's go away from business. So how do you how do you balance this with your own personal time? How do you balance this with time off and recuperation as it's a lot of stuff going on? I don't have personal time. I seriously like everything is just work, work, work. And my family always laugh at me saying, you know, besides cosmetics, you don't know anything else. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like I enjoy doing what I'm doing. And, you know, it's in the long run. It's actually good for the family because if you don't grind while you can, when are you going to grind? I think as long as you're able to manage yourself, as long as you're able to maintain yourself, because the grind, the hustle, as glorified as it is, could only go for so long before we hit these these points. You must have hit it before where your burnout starts setting or you start to question what you're doing, why you're doing it. Um, so tell us about some of those moments that you may have hit along, along the way. Or, I mean, I still, I do apply jobs from time to time just to see what's going on. You know, if it happens, it happens. And a, a couple of times when I apply for jobs, maybe I wasn't hired, but you know what? Those people eventually become my clients for consulting because they come back to me. So I even asked them, what's well, like, how come I didn't get hired? And they say it's a more of a cultural issue because whoever they're, head over there is also very strong-headed so they kind of afraid maybe bumping heads and this is comes to back to this people thing you know who do you hire the cultural fitness does matter 
Because if you cannot like get along, not necessarily saying get along, but if you have a strong opinion, and if whoever your boss is also strong opinion, sometimes it may not work too well. Huh. So how are you? Are you looking? Is it going to be fun bringing on someone when you've got such a strong opinion, such a, a very strict way of working, or I know what's best? Are you? Is this a new challenge that you're looking forward to to experiencing? Uh, no, because I'm going to screen them out. And actually, in some of the candidates, they are some they don't even qualify because I think they are overqualified. But I'm willing to talk to them just because they may not be working for me doesn't mean they cannot be my friends. Okay. So, you know, there are different type of relationship in this world, you know, it doesn't have to be boss and uh, boss and subordinate type of relationship. Okay, so from everything I'm gathering, it's it's all about people, business. Yeah. It's I mean, we say you know whether it's yeah you know, consumer to consumer, B to C, B to B, whatever. It's all person to person, right? Yes. So it's all about relationships. So this is how you're building your business. It's all through the relationships with your customers, with who you serve, and those people that you're bringing on board. Yes, and also in the business cycle, you know, people say from 100K to 3 million is your first break point and you build your business based on what? What you know, what you know what to do. From 3 to 8 million is really who? Who do you know? Who can help you? Who can you collaborate? Super. Well, hey, Ginger, thank you so much for sharing about your business, sharing what you're going through, what your new challenge is going to be throughout this year as you hire, as you grow. And I wish you all the success with this expansion. Thank you. Well, welcome. Um, if you want to find out more about you and your business, um, where can they find you? Uh, I have so many different channels. Actually, the best channel is probably my Instagram, the Beauty Shark Ginger. And from there, you can feel free to DM me. And if you do, I have a free gift for you. DM me and to get your, your 10 tips on starting your own beauty business. So once again, the Instagram handle is the beauty shark ginger. Awesome. Well, hey, Ginger, thank you so much again. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. My pleasure too. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.